0: I'm Danette May. And today on Manifestival, I am chatting with the multifaceted entrepreneur and host of Empower Her podcast, Keisha Get Mary. Sometimes we're watching other people that don't have the same circumstances in life as us. And
1: we're creating this narrative that we should be doing it the way that they're doing it. But it's like you're in a completely different season of life. It's not that you won't be able to pick up the pace in the future, but like also it's still reminding yourself, like, what's the story that you have that this is all going to go away if you slow down?
0: Welcome to Manifestable, where you'll receive profound breakthroughs, courage to break old patterns, and live into your soul's purpose. Each week, I will bring you epic guests, live coaching, and manifestation tools to remind you of your power. You have the ability to achieve extraordinary things, and the time to start is now. Keisha is a multifaceted entrepreneur, speaker, real estate investor, and founder of the top ranking podcast, Empower Her, which garnered over 9 million downloads. Keisha's high energy and let's figure this out together attitude has helped her create an engaged community of women. Off air, Keisha is passionate about helping women get their own voices out into the world. She has helped hundreds of women launch and grow their own podcasts through her incredibly successful podcasting programs. Keisha believes our days are numbered here, so she's on a mission to help women build lives they're obsessed with. Today, we talk about how did she go from not really any followers to 9 million downloads? What is this grittiness? What makes her unique? What inspires her? What is she leaning into for this next evolution in her life? It may surprise you and how she uses the power of manifesting to create all that you just heard from a woman who's just on a mission to make a difference. Let's get started. Well, welcome to the Manifestable podcast. How are you doing? I am so excited
1: to be here and just like I feel like it's just so fun to get to connect with you and I can't wait to talk about all the juicy things. This is gonna be
0: fun. I know. Actually, I just was on her podcast, Empower yeah. Her, Check It Out. and we realized we live by each other. I actually think she's so cool. She's so good at asking questions. She has an event (laughs) coming up, which some of my friends were telling me about they're speaking at. And I was like, who's this girl? How amazing. So tell me a little bit about this event.
1: Yeah. So I started my podcast, Empower Her, at the end of 2018. And the reason why is because I have this like firm belief that if something's not being represented the way you think it should, and it's kind of bugging you, it's because you're supposed to be the representation. So I felt like at that time, I was in a business that made sense on paper, but it didn't feel aligned for me anymore. So I was like, what if I start a podcast and create a community of women where the positioning of the show was like, we're girlfriends chatting and we're just trying to figure it out together. A very like, come with me, let's figure out life together type of show. Because there weren't a lot of podcasts like that. There was a lot of women. And honestly, of all podcasts, there are literally 20% of them are hosted by women out of all podcasts. So that's a problem in itself. Interesting. Yeah. Stuff. But I just felt like there was a lot of women that were giving advice in hindsight. Like back when I was in this season of my business five years ago, or when mm-hmm. I was in the season of my marriage, or whatever it might be. And that was so helpful because I feel like other people's path can show us what's possible. But I was really craving this connection of someone that was ugly crying on their bathroom floor. Like I was like, what am I doing with my life? Why is my my snot and mascara like getting together in my mouth and I'm choking on my spit? Like, what am I doing? (laughs) So I started the show with that intention. And I always wanted to do in-person events because my world has just been changed so much by physically getting. I mean, you know, Jeanette, like it's just like the energetics of it and totally. the vibration of people and like getting to hug people rather than just through a screen. Or I mean I love podcasting, but it's just like it's so different. So oh. I built up that community and I was just trying to figure out like what problems do these women have that I can solve. So I helped people launch podcasts and all of this stuff. And then it turned into in-person events. And we're hosting one, depending upon when this is released, it's September 22nd to the 24th in Denver, where I live now. And it's going to be 500 women. And it's just like such a high vibe community because everybody that listens into my show, it's like they crave that transparency and connection too. So it's not like coming to try and impress and pretend like you have your ish together, but it's more like... I'm trying to figure this out. Are you two? Can we do this together? Like, can we be girlfriends? So it's just, it's so fun. And I love it.
0: Oh, did you, okay. When you were, Kayla, we're going to have a real conversation. When you you put out this intention, okay, I would like to do a podcast in this way, or even I want to do it with live events. And I want my community to be able to rub shoulders with one another and look at one another and grow together. Did you have in mind a number or a growth you wanted for your podcast or things like that? Did you put that out there into the, Ethers. (laughs) Ethers. <laughs> yeah. So, what I really wanted,
1: because at the time that I started the show, the selfish reason that I wanted to do it is because I felt stuck in a business that I had, which for me was a network marketing and it was very successful on paper. And I was getting to speak on big stages and making a lot of money, but it no longer felt aligned. And I didn't know what was next.
0: Oh, interesting. Yeah.
1: So I started this as a way that I could build community. And then I figured like, if I'm really transparent and super consistent and just really myself, that women that connect with me then I'll just figure out what problems they have in their life. And then I'll just create products, programs, services. Like I just decided and committed to, I'm going to consistently podcast for a year before I worry about how I'm going to monetize or how I'm going to grow a new business. And I did that other business, which was a network marketing for that year with this on the side as like a stream of fulfillment for me and community building. So I answered every single DM and I was just pouring in and like asking a lot of questions, especially early on. And as the podcast started to take off, I had a lot of people that were coming to me like, Keisha, I want to start a show. Also, you started Empower Her. Could you teach me how to do this? And especially when COVID hit in March of 2020, I swear, like so many women that listened to my show were like, I need to start a podcast now. So I helped hundreds of women launch podcasts. And then of course... Was that a business
0: model for a bit?
1: Yeah, so I had a program where I took 25 women a month from idea to actually launching their show in four weeks. Wow. So I did that for a long time. And then the natural progression was all right, Keisha, I launched my podcast and now I've been doing this for six months. Now I want to grow and monetize it more. So how can I get sponsors and what types of products and programs and things can I create? So I just kind of started helping podcasters while also doing live events for my more broad community. And what's so interesting that for women that listen into your show that are business owners is my podcast is broad. I never to this day have done a podcast about podcasting. Yet I've had hundreds of thousands of dollars in income from courses about podcasting. So sometimes people tell themselves this story of like, I need to niche, or I need to specifically talk about this with my content or on my show. But I'm like, I mean, I haven't done that. And I still can target like that sub demographic of my broader funnel, right? Like the podcast is more like top of funnel for me. So I can kind of target those people that are in it, that some people want to come to events or retreats or my husband and I do real estate investing. So some people are interested in that. And some people are interested in podcasting. Some people just want to listen into a podcast, right? So it's like, (laughs) there's so many different people in it. And it's really evolved to create this opportunity for me to just bring people along on the ride and just see like what's lighting me up. And then I'm just Pivoting a lot
0: as wow. I go. Did you yeah. ever see it being as big as it is right now? Did you put that out there that I wanted it to be this big by this point in time or no? I really didn't have a lot of attachment to the numbers of it, but mm-hmm. I celebrated every thousand
1: downloads like I won the freaking Super Bowl. I was just so excited and I, I used that. it as an outlet. Like, truly, I used it as an outlet for me to just show up in a really raw way. Like I used to back early on in the days, I used to like, I still to this day, DM Oprah and ask her to come on my show. She hasn't responded to me yet, but I'm like, you still do. But I would say like, I would literally say to people on, for example, Instagram stories, I would show me trying to like have guests on my show really, really early on. And I would show the messages that I would send and I would cover their name. And I'd be like, let's see if this works. And then it would, if they would respond back, I would share it. Cause like I just wasn't embarrassed. I like That's ha- I really wanted it to be fun and fulfilling. And from that, I think people felt like they were part of it. So it got traction pretty quickly. And yeah, now we're almost close to 10 million downloads, which is wild. That is so um, cool. I love yeah, that. Yeah. Guys, it's been really I, fun. I'm
0: inspired by this because she had her network marketing crew, but It's not like (laughs) I. Let's not like you had an email list, really, right? No, oh no, I had like four thousand followers on Instagram.
1: I was one of those people in network marketing that I had a, I had a large team, but it was more so like people that were producing high amounts of income. So I made good income, but I didn't have like twenty thousand people. I had like four thousand people on my team, and I didn't have a huge following. It was just like it was word of mouth. Like we haven't put a dollar of advertising behind the show yet to this day, four and a half years later, because. It was literally Ashley listened in. And then Ashley told Sarah, who told Susie, who told Jenny, who told Aisha, you know, whatever. Right?
0: And it just started to evolve. So That is awesome. I love yeah. hearing that. That's so <laughs> cool. Okay. Who were some of the people at the very beginning who were like, I would love if they came on the show. And then they came on the show. Just name drop so, some names. Yeah. So actually
1: what was really interesting, the first guy that I had on the show was Dave Hollis. And he was someone that I really wanted to have on. Cause at the time, like Rachel Hollis had really like early, early on, right. Like she had really like paved the way a lot with like female podcasting space. Mm -hmm. And I DM'd him and I was like, hi, I'm Keisha. Like, I would love to have you as the first guy on my show. And I didn't have a name for the show yet. This is before I launched. And then he said, (laughs) yes. And then I was (laughs) like, oh shit, I don't even know how to do this yet. Like Cause then of course, like he, and at that time they were married and their, their business was growing a ton. So they had like a producer. And when I did the, it was funny because when I did the interview with him, it was my second ever interview that I had done. And they had like a production crew with a green screen. And when I got on, I had this like scrunchie and a side pony. And I sat down and I was like, just be yourself, Keisha. Like, don't freak out. This is like, you're fine. Like, this is just your second interview. You can handle it. And this guy that was their av guy was the person that was on the screen i was like oh that's not dave and it was like hooking hooking up all these cameras and i'm sitting here like what is this but yeah i mean when you
0: started your podcast were you down and dirty did you just do it yourself
1: yeah or did you hire a team i still do yeah you do it myself. down
0: and dirty yourself.
1: I did. I recorded my closet for the first. You do the
0: back end notes and everything and upload. My, so and my everything. husband,
1: my husband edits my podcast okay. and he's there, just like bless super, his soul, bless his soul. Cause I'm like, babe, <laughs> gotta get this one turned out tomorrow <laughs> before we go to bed. It works for us. Like he, he's yeah. really quick at doing it, but yeah, I, I mean, I recorded the first, uh, we probably got to like 7 million downloads with me recording in my closet. Yeah. I I am so (laughs) inspired. That's awesome. But also it was like, you know, I think sometimes like we, there's a need to scale and outsource. And you and I have talked about this, right? Of like, when you know, like this needs to be taken off of my plate. But for me, I've been really intentional in my own business of like, I want to scale intimacy in a way that I can. So like, I love like my text community and I like to answer my own DMs, but like I'll outsource anything else in my personal life. Like so that I can just focus on the things that I really love. And I just love being scrappy with this. Like I never hired a team to like pitch me or like guess on my show. Like I've just been like, I'm just going to be I've been being DMing a video. people. Yeah. I've been, I used to do <laughs> video DMs, but now when I get those personally, I'm like, Am I going to like, is this some like creepy, weird guy that I'm going to see some like dingling thing? <laughs> I, I don't know. So, um, but yeah, I've been, been scrappy gets you here too.
0: <laughs> wow. I love that. I I love scrappy stories. This, that's super, super inspiring. And it's, it was an intention you set and you did yeah. not let technology, you didn't let it, not a team, any of that get in the way of what you've created. That's insane. 10 million downloads. That's amazing. I love that. Okay. What dreams do you have now? Can you share? Yeah. What dreams are you in creation of right now?
1: So it's really interesting. Well, at the time that we're recording this, I'm 33 weeks pregnant with our first baby boy, which is- Biggest creation of all.
0: Oh gosh. And I'm
1: so excited and I'm so grateful. Because it's interesting. my I'm 33 and my husband and I have been together for 15 years. We didn't get married until after 13 years together. And so it was constant. like so many people, I felt like I was getting this narrative of like, are you guys ever going to get married? Are you guys ever going to settle down? And he used to be a dentist, but left dentistry to get into real estate investing because my business provided that opportunity. And now he's freaking crushing it, which is incredible. But honestly, it's, Like we waited till this time in our life that like, I feel so good about myself when I'm by myself because of the work that I've done like internally for the last Mm -hmm. decade and our marriage and just like where we're at in our life that I'm so honestly excited about this season of moving into being a new mom and giving myself space after, you know, moving since 2014 is when I started my first business. So moving at a pretty fast pace with a lot of excitement, but also just a a high volume of like random things and all the time, right? Energy (laughs) and stimulus and everything (laughs) that I'm just really excited for what I feel like is going to be an exhale and really just a reset of my nervous system. And then seeing like what, what I really feel passionate about doing next. But I've also really been, a huge proponent right now of, because, and I know a lot of women that listen into your show can connect with this, where I've been in the product programs, podcasting, speaking event space, meaning everything that I do, I have to be doing it for me to get paid. Right. So like yeah. if I don't host the event, I don't do the retreat. I don't record the podcast. The ad doesn't pay me, whatever. Right. And probably like about a year ago, cause I do this thing where I toggle between one year prior version of me, and then one year ahead version of me. So it kind of helps me stay in this place of gratitude because I look at how far I've come in a year and like how proud I can feel of myself To so I can stay really like grounded and present where my feet are. But then I also let my mind drift off to what do I want my life to feel like a year from now? What do I want like, my Tuesday to feel like? And I yeah. knew a, a year ago, I was like, "I we want to start a family. So I was like, what do I want that to feel like? Well, we need to start Diversifying our income. And I think this is important to talk about because it was like, yes, I'm moving at this fast pace, but it's like launches can create high cash flow and all of these things. But where is that cash going? Is it just going to keep pouring back into my business to keep me running at this pace where eventually? Totally. I might just burn out, right? Mm-hmm. So instead we started to pour that into investment properties. So in the last 18 months, we've bought five investment properties, nice. uh, two Airbnbs here in Denver that are geared towards like bachelorette parties, girls trips, retreats. And we're closing on a little baby A-frame and we bought a quadplex and a long-term rental. So we started basically taking cash flow from one business where I'm kind of like the front end business and then pouring it into something that's, much more passive from like what I actually do and that has felt like a big weight off my shoulders that I didn't even know yeah. that I needed was just like it doesn't feel like as much pressure and it's not imposed from my husband or anything but I think no. it's imposed from myself of this need of I want to be this person who changes the trajectory of our family like I want to be able to support our my parents who aren't in the financial state that I'm in, right? And I want to be able to do all these things. I'm like, okay, it's all on me, right? And I think sometimes we can do that where we build up all this pressure and it's self-imposed. And then society adds to it with all these like, grit and hustle your face off and all this stuff, right? And I'm like, that has got to just go. And so I'm just really in this season of like, what am I creating next? To answer the question is like, it's this creation of space to just say like-
0: Creation of space. Yeah, I mean, I think like, that's huh. good to talk about. Like, yeah, no one's really talking about it. It's like the next big thing or the next, and it's like creation yeah. of space. How yeah. beautiful does that feel? Oh my gosh. And like just being smart with your passive income, which is kind of cool. Because yeah. it does give you that freedom.
1: And also I think there's a lot of, entrepreneurs that we forget that a prior version of us once wanted and dreamed for and prayed for, and just like would be so excited to be at the exact season of life that we're in right now that I was saying to my husband on our morning walk, I was literally like, I just don't want to miss this. I don't Mm want to miss the fact that I've been building a business for a decade, knowing that one point in time we would get to the season of life where I wanted to be a mom and also create other things outside of space, like, you know, create amazing things and make Mm -hmm. impact in this world. But I just, I remember just saying it would be so cool to be at this stage in our, how, again, like how I feel about myself in our marriage financially, just have these choices. I'm like, I worked so hard to get here. Like, I'm not going to just go past this and forget,
0: you know, that this is what I once wanted, you know? How do you stay present to that? Like, was there a way you remind yourself to stay in that presence? Yes.
1: So when I physically put my feet on the ground, like if I'm starting work for the day, I have to consciously like go into this place of like stay present where your feet are almost like a mantra where I'm reminding myself. And I also, this is really dorky, but I like to habit stack on things that I know for sure I'm going to do. One thing is, my husband used to be a dentist. So we do like the full Sonicare rotation of toothbrushing in the morning and at night. Right. <laughs> and so I'm like, I have that two minutes in the morning and two minutes at night. And the two minutes in the morning, I'm priming my brain to say, like, what am I excited about for today? What can I get myself really pumped about? And I'm basically just like giving myself this like pep talk for two minutes in my own head. And I've done this every single day since January of 2014. And then at the end of the day, when I'm brushing my teeth at night, even if I'm tired, I'm thinking about like, what am I proud of myself for, for that specific day? And it's not shiny accolades things. It's not, oh, you sold X amount of dollars in your business, or this person came on your show, or you got asked to speak at XYZ. It's not anything that other people would clap for. It's like, Keisha, you stayed focused and you wrote copy on this thing that you need to write copy on and you have a squirrely brain or you had a really tough conversation or you did something that like, I know that it was a big deal for me. And I'm like looking for those tiny little things mm-hmm. to almost like put deposits in my confidence bucket because it keeps me really focused on like today, not just drifting off into like, where do I want to be a year from now? But like, dang, like today was awesome. And you savored Ooh, today. So good. I love that. So I try so to be good. really intentional about that because I can get really excited and have 800 tabs open. So it's like, that has to like, it calms my nervous system. I feel it in my body when I'm literally brushing my teeth, like, oh, you did a good job, you know?
0: Yeah, I love that. I love that. habit a <laughs> stacking and really capping the beginning of the day and the end of the day, like capping it with these like reflections, which is so yeah. cool. What have you, I mean, you just talked a little bit about kind of readjusting finances so you don't feel all this pressure. Is there yeah. other ways you're creating space? that you think would be helpful for someone listening? Because I think, I actually have a girlfriend right now who has a new baby, brand new baby, like 14 days old. Yeah. (laughs) And also is kind of the primary breadwinner. She's Mm -hmm. probably listening right now. Yeah. And um, she's feeling a lot of pressure. Mm -hmm. She's feeling a lot of pressure, but she's also someone who values her sacred time, her own time. What would you say to someone who is trying to create space, but also be productive, be a mom, be a business person? Yeah. What, are you, what are your suggestions?
1: I think one of the things I've been thinking about that's been helpful is how much time I take doing things that I know could actually be done more quickly if I had less time. It's like when we don't have the constraint of time, like pre-baby, right? For it's like, if I don't have the constraint of I can do this in 20 minutes, it might end up taking me 45 minutes because I'm like, oh, let me just like go to the fridge and get a little snack and then I'll go to my desk and then, oh, shoot, I need to grab water. Oops, I forgot my ice cube. Like, you know, like when you have more time, I feel like things take longer. You'll feel it, right? Which I think we naturally do. But I also think the biggest struggle that I've noticed with myself and also with women in my community is this notion of what we have in our head about asking for help and support where we forget how good it feels to get to help someone. And we don't acknowledge that if we don't ask for help, people that would be excited to help us are then getting robbed of the fulfillment and joy that comes from helping someone if you choose not to ask. So I've reframed my perspective on help and what that will look like. And even just the narrative that I refuse to tolerate around other people's projections of what being a quote-unquote good mom might be like or what being a quote-unquote good productive business owner or insert somebody else's idea of what that looks like where I have to go internal and I'm like, okay, what can I take off of my plate that doesn't have to be done by me? Who can I ask for help with something that actually would be really excited to help, but they just don't even know that I need help, right? Or that I want help. And how can I just be more honest with myself about even the narrative that I'm like, Plane in my head of what I think I quote unquote should be doing. I had a woman actually that sent me a DM on Instagram. It was yesterday morning. And she was like, Keisha, how are you juggling this and this and this? And, you know, she's naming all the things that I'm doing. And I went to her profile. I'd never talked to her before. She has a newborn baby and two young kids that looks like they were like under three years old. She has three kids that are like four or under, I guess. And I was like, first of all, I don't have three humans. So like th- not anything I tell you is completely irrelevant. So it's like, sometimes we're watching other people that don't have the same circumstances in life as us. And we're creating this narrative that we should be doing it the way that they're doing it. But it's like, you're in a completely different season of life. It's not that you won't be able to pick up the pace in the future, but like, also it's still reminding yourself, like, what's the story that you have that this is all going to go away if you slow down, right? Like, how, why is that holding you back? And that's something that I've really been uncovering for myself is I'm like, I think I've just told myself that I had to go at this pace, a really long time and i don't i don't believe that to be true and i also don't want to set that example right because i feel like in life it's like we become these living breathing testimonies of what's possible for other people and i don't want to have this business where i'm like crushing it and it looks like i'm like yeah but inside i don't feel good about myself right or i don't love my marriage or i don't feel healthy and happy it's like maybe this person that's feeling that way just needs to give themselves a permission slip to say the season's going to be different. And I'm just going to exhale that. Right. And oh. not compare myself to a prior version of myself
0: when the circumstances were different. Absolutely. Know. Wow. So good. So powerful. <laughs> I'm going to fire off some random questions. For yeah. You. I love it. Okay. So these are randos. Okay. Peanut butter and jelly sandwich or a ham and cheese. Peanut butter and jelly. Duh. <laughs> All day. (laughs) Wait, peanut butter and jelly or peanut butter and honey? Peanut butter and jelly. Okay. Honey doesn't get me going. (laughs) Breakfast or dinner? Breakfast. (laughs) Okay. What Describe a true friend. Someone that you can be a fully expressed version of yourself around and you feel they are too. Mm, Love it. Going up into the mountains with a fire, snow, A-frame... or beach, bungalow, turquoise waters. I'm going to say A-frame.
1: I mean, we're we're literally (laughs) under contract on our first A-frame right now and like the cuddle vibes and also just like moving into fall. I love a good flannel and just like cozy. I like snuggling. Physical touch is my love language. So like I'm a snuggler. (laughs) Good (laughs)
0: sweatshirt. Matcha or
1: coffee? Mm, I'd say Coffee. Decaf oat milk latte that I
0: make at home. Decaf oatmeal <laughs> latte. Okay. Cacao or coffee? Oh, probably cacao. Ooh, okay. She just yeah. got a little point on my little <laughs> <laughs> cat or dog.
1: <laughs> dog for sure. All day, every day. Our Biggest... dog is like our little human.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, so yeah. They are, they're like family. Biggest pet peeve
1: people that complain about something and don't do anything about it. Or slow walkers that aren't aware, spatially aware. <laughs> I like <laughs> being behind a slow walker when I'm like, you you are literally in the middle of the sidewalk and you are moving so slow and you are not aware of anything around. But you. Anybody
0: trying to pass you. <laughs> yeah.
1: And then but, but you don't know, like those city people, now, people. <laughs> <laughs> but like the, when someone just complains and over and over and over again, and I'm like, you haven't done anything. It just I can't. I just say, I'm out. Peace. Yeah. yeah. What motivates you the most? Being an example that I've been thinking since 10 years ago about this hypothetical conversation with our future kids. Now that we're coming up like weeks out from this, I think about how I know that I will tell our son that he can do anything he wants to do. And I want him to be able to look at me as living, breathing proof. Like, mom, I know I can, I watched you. And that matters to me. Like on a deep level, it's been driving me since early, early on in business is just the example. Because I just feel like, People don't remember, you know, everything that you say, but I just remember like like the example. I'm like, ooh, like they're fully expressed like versions of themselves. Like I love being around them or like, wow, they're like really going for it. Like that's so inspiring to me. I want to be that to the person that I'm going to have the most influence on.
0: Wow, that's really profound. I love that. Good question to ask yourself. That's so good. Yeah. What is something about you that you wish I knew? It's
1: interesting because I used to have this story that maybe some women listening in can connect with. I have a very bubbly, like, woo, type of personality. And I love that about myself. But also there is this other dichotomy to it where sometimes I'm not taken as seriously because I come off as like being whatever, right? Like a little bit like go with the flow. But I know my shit about a lot (laughs) (laughs) of business stuff and like real estate things where I'm like, but I kind of like it in this weird way. Where, for example, I was speaking at this real estate event and I was talking to this woman and I started talking about our real estate portfolio and what we've done and how we finance things. And I could just tell that she was like, huh, like I thought you were just like up there like spewing motivation, you know? And so it's this, I kind of like to be underestimated at the same Mm -hmm. time too. And I'm not really sure where that comes from, but I really like that. So I wouldn't want you to know that, but I would be excited (laughs) if you thought that and I could change your mind.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love that. <laughs> There's a very oh, honest my-
1: answer, but yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. This is the final, most profound question. No, yeah. actually, it's not profound. Morning <laughs> or evening?
1: I love both. I like 9 p.m. and 6 a.m. Both.
0: Okay. Like <laughs> at the <laughs> so both. Okay. Last question. You're standing in front of a million plus people and they're all looking at you. And you've been told you can say one thing to them. What is that
1: message? fall in love with the process more than what the process could produce.
0: Ooh, fall in love with the process, not what the process can produce. So good. (laughs) I think that's what I'm always thinking about, like in my own
1: life is like, how can I make this more enjoyable? Because truly like, Danette, I've lost two friends at age 30 and my husband lost his dad a year and a half ago. And so it's like, often we talk about how life is short, but it's like, Our days are numbered here and we really don't know the count. So to me, I'm like, I just want to savor and like soak up today a gift that I know other people would love to have that don't. Right. So it's just like, I just want to make it count. I want to have some freaking fun while I'm here and I want to make an impact, but I don't want to do it at the cost of my mental health or my marriage or my relationship with myself or my friendships. It's like, we get so laser focused on like the end goal and it's important to be big dreamers but I'm like, what's it all for if you don't enjoy your Tuesdays, your Wednesdays, you know?
0: Amen. <laughs> I love this. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks for your vulnerability and just the fun. Like you're really fun to Aww. be with, chat with. I usually hate Zoom and we're I love it. <laughs> I've had the best time with you. So thank you. Thank you for being on the show. And you guys can find out more about her in the show notes guys all have a great day. Thank you, Danette.